Hello there, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass. This is Fabienne Fredrickson, millionaire business mentor and founder of both clientattraction.com and attractclients.com, where you can receive your free audio CD, How to Attract All the Clients You Need at No Charge. It's my treat. Again, that's attractclients.com and welcome to the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass. To reach that next bigger level of greatness and professional success, you must be willing to step outside of your existing comfort zone and make the changes that seem to threaten your safe way of being, knowing that you are always safe anyway. There is no other way to jump from your current small fishbowl into that bigger fishbowl or the ocean that awaits you. Through these classes and the conversations I share with my guests who are all playing their own bigger game, the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass is focused 100% on you finding the inspiration, courage, and personal best practices to do the same. Consider it a required curriculum for success. And my guest expert today is Sally Hogshead. Growing up with the last name Hogshead would give anyone an unconventional point of view. After graduating from Duke University and starting in advertising, Sally was named the most successful junior copywriter of all time. At age 27, she opened her first agency and went on to conquer the worlds of branding and marketing. Sally's first book was Radical Careering, 100 Truths to Jumpstart Your Job, Your Career, and Your Life. She toured the country as a spokesperson for CareerBuilder.com, teaching how to apply strengths at work. Her next book, Fascinate, was published around the globe, earning Sally a frequent spotlight in major media, including The Today Show and The New York Times. The press describes Sally as a marketing icon who has changed the face of North American advertising. In 2013, HarperCollins will publish Sally's new book, How the World Sees You, From First Impressions to Lasting Value. Welcome, Sally. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Fabian. Thank you. Oh, I, I am too. I feel like we're kindred spirits and I just know that this is going to be a juicy conversation. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to promise this is going to be a juicy conversation. I've been thinking about having the chance to talk with you and talk about client attraction and how we can become more fascinating, not only to our clients and our prospects, to, but to all the people that we work with. So I'm excited yeah. to be able to dig in and give some great nuggets. Yeah. Before we we dive in, I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions because I find what you do fascinating, no pun intended. Mm. Um, I, I want to. I always like to get the the cliff notes, you know, one or two sentences on how you got to do what you're doing today. You know, what's what's your brief history and and how did you get to know what you know now? Mm. All of us work in a competitive environment. We have to be able to stand out in order to immediately make an impression. But when I was growing up, this was this was especially true because when I was seven years old, my sister was the number one ranked swimmer in the world. She had a world record. And the mm. same year when I was seven years old, my brother was accepted into Harvard. And then my sister went on to win three gold medals and a silver in the Olympics. 
So if you can imagine, here I was, <laughs> seven years old, and I was trying to figure out how am I going to stand out? You know what? what no kidding. <laughs> what can I do? I, I I couldn't do athletics, and I couldn't do academics because those trees had already been peed on. So I was trying to think, well, what, what could I do to become fascinating? And I decided that I wanted to do dance. And I really wasn't very good at dance, but I loved it. And my, my teacher pulled me aside one day from lessons, and she said, you know, Sally, you're really not very good, but you've got a little special something. And she gave me a, a solo in the dance recital. And I remember in my seven-year-old mind, I was so psyched because in my head, this was going to be my chance to finally be fascinating and yeah. to be able to stand out and, and you know, get do something that my siblings couldn't do. So it was the big night, and I, I ran onto stage, and I, and I, I, I took my pose as the, the music started, and the lights came on, and my heart swelled, and... I totally forgot my steps. Um. I forgot. I, I, the music went off. The lights turned off. I walked off stage, and I never took another dance lesson oh ever God. again, ever. Yeah. And I remember in that, in that moment, I made a decision. In my seven-year-old head, somewhere, I made a decision that I never wanted to stand out again. And it was years. It was. I mean, this, this is one of those things that shut me down for so long. And it was a rediscovery process of being able to put myself out there and find those parts of myself that were fascinating, that were different, that were unique, that, that, that were not like everybody else, to embrace that and to, and to own that. And I think all of us at some point, especially women, we have a moment where something like this happens. And for me, it was a dance recital. But for somebody else, it could be trying to start a company in a difficult economy and failing. It could be being broken up with. It could be failing on a major project or even trying out for a play or tr trying to succeed in a, in a sports team. Whatever it is that we, if we, at some point as we're growing up, we try something with our whole heart. We authentically uh, love the idea of ourselves succeeding in this situation. And if we fail, it can just kill that part of ourselves. And we, we take the most fascinating part of ourselves and we put it in a box and we lock it away and we decide that we need to be safe by being boring. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I look back not only on my life but also on the clients that I've worked with to be their most successful, the, y you can't succeed by blending in. You can only succeed by finding those parts of yourself that are going to be your unique advantages. To, you to know, this reminds me of when I, I, I so relate to this. Uh, I, I grew up in France. And mm. when I was 10, we moved here. My parents separated. My father stayed in France, and we moved here. And 10 years old is, a, is, is you know, it's just before junior high, which, by the way, was the most hellish time of my entire life. <laughs> and, and, and it got worse. I mean, it, there yeah. was bad stuff after, but it just felt like the, the worst ever. And it was an, incredible, an incredibly um, interesting time to move and to not fit in at all. And I remember saying to my mom, so, you know, we're, we're, France is kind of seen as like, you know, a pretty stylish, chic place. I remember coming up to her one day, I was probably like 10 or 11, maybe 12, and I said, I want you to take me to Kmart. I want to buy some clothes there. And she said, why do you want to buy clothes at Kmart? Like, we can go to Macy's or, you know. And, she, and I said, I have to buy these particular shirts and these particular shoes and mom, I don't want to hear from you that they're ugly. They are ugly, 
but I cannot <laughs> not blend in anymore because the pain of standing out was excruciating. And I didn't want to, in your words, fascinate. I uh, fascinate. I wanted everything but. I wanted a vanilla look. And that kept going with me for many, many years until I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't in my, in my, in my 20s and especially in my 30s and now in my 40s. All I want to do is stand out and be my most authentic self. Mm. Interesting journey. Do you find that that's true in your personal life and also in your career? You know, um, right at this moment, um, there's a campaign that I started for an event that I'm doing called Monetize Your Message, and where I literally sent an email saying, I am coming out of the closet, Hmm. and I'm scared as all get up, but I need to let you know who I really am. And I'm a deeply spiritual person, and I am a spiritual marketer. And I'm scared to tell you this because you won't find me credible or professional anymore, even though I have a multi-million dollar business and I have clients all over the globe and, and all of this thing. The, the, but I can't not be my most authentic self in my business. And so for, for the, however deep the fear of criticism, the fear of rejection, the fear of uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, however deep that feels, I have to come out of this spiritual closet and be my most authentic self in business. And the very interesting thing is, Sally, is that there has been no pushback. Mm. If anything, it's people have said, oh, this is so refreshing. Thank you. I feel the same way or I, I knew you always were. Or It's so... It sounds like you're interviewing me, <laughs> but 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 yes, I've, I it's happening all over my life, and it is amazing. I love hearing that because it's so consistent with who you are and your brand that you have built your company around your core personality advantages. Those <clears throat> those parts of your personality that aren't just strengths; they are unique advantages. They're they're ways that you can leverage it. I mean, that really is the ultimate way to monetize your message, like you were saying mm-hmm. with your event. To monetize your message, you have to be able to say something in a way that's at the best and highest use of your personality. And as entrepreneurs, when we can, when we can find these parts of ourselves, these, these hardwired aspects of our personality that are not only attractive to our client, but they're willing to pay more for and to yes. be loyal to us for and refer us for, then we can start to build a business that's not just profitable, but it's more fulfilling and are reaching our ultimate success. Yeah. Would you, would you tell, tell me, uh, share with, with us your, your 49 archetypes and t- take us through that. Because when I took uh, the 5-minute the assessment recently mm-hmm. and I realized what kind of archetype I am, I, I felt understood, mm. and I felt, um, yes, that's me. And I also felt like it's okay to not be anything else but that. And the more that I am that which I really truly am, the more I, attractive I will be in the world, and the more happy I will be, and the more meaningful my life will be. So I think it's important for, for um, our students on the line in this Play Bigger Masterclass to hear what what you have to offer and, and take us through this this assessment and the and, and and 
everything that's attached to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm the I'm the founder of a company named Fascinate, and we study what makes people fascinating. We've tested 130,000 people, and our research has been published in 14 languages. We we study something different than what most other companies study. Like for example, if you've taken a test like Myers Briggs or Strengths Finder, these are great tests. They tell you something about how you see the world. But what matters today isn't really how you see the world. It's how the world sees you. So our, our assessment is measuring, evaluating your personal brand. How does the world see you? How do clients see you? What kind of first impression do you make with others? And we find that once you can, once you can identify somebody's core advantages, then, then, then they can become more of that. So our system is founded on the brain's neurological patterns of why we're attracted to certain people and not others and why we listen to certain messages and not others. And we found that there are seven different categories. One of the categories, for example, is passion. You're fascinated by passion when you're with somebody who you immediately want to connect with them. They're social, they're participatory, they're enthusiastic, they're intuitive. They like to be able to, um, to, to, to bond over ideas. They like experiences. On the other hand, uh, another, another trigger that we're fascinated by is trust. Trust is about consistency and reliability. It's what we know. It's the feeling of familiarity and comfort that comes from a habit or um, a favorite dish or that sweatshirt that we always reach for in the closet that we know and love. And th these are two of the seven triggers. When you start to combine these triggers, you, they form archetypes. And what we found is there are 49 different archetypes. And once you've identified what somebody's archetype is, you can begin to predict how they're going to not only attract clients, but how they're going to sell, how they're going to persuade, how they're going to influence. So the archetypes, for example, include the beloved or the secret weapon, the provocateur, the mastermind, the ringleader, the connoisseur, the architect, the blue chip, the subtle touch. Each one of these is a different personality type. And when somebody uh, takes the assessment, uh, it only takes about three minutes or so, but at the end we've, we've, we've honed the scoring to the degree that in just three minutes we can identify how the world sees you. And uh, I'm, I'm excited because I know that you just took the assessment yourself. What, what, did you, what was it like for you, the experience of taking it and discovering how the world sees you? Well, you know, one, it was very quick. I've taken other assessments that take a half an hour, which is not a lot of time to begin with, but, you know, three to five minutes is absolutely doable. And the process was easy. It was, you know, I, it was set up in a way that I could say, oh, that's totally me or that's totally not me, and sometimes <laughs> in between. So it made it really simple. Um, and, and it was clear cut and it was easy to understand. And then when it told me uh, what my what my archetype is, I was like, yes, of course. I have mm. been using that word about myself my whole life. I have always said to people, my favorite thing to do in the world or what I most get the most satisfaction from is to be a catalyst in the eyes of others, in the lives of others. And then so to have that be my archetype, of course, it was like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I resonate. It's, it's everything that I've always wanted to be. So let me, let me describe to your listeners, because the people who are going to be on this call, they're going to be listening to this, they know you. They know how they see you, and they know why they're, why they're persuaded by you, why they want to engage with you and be involved with you. So what, what, what the assessment does is it gives language to that. 
um, it takes it takes all those intuitive traits and it starts to identify exactly how you you can leverage that. Um, what we find when we look at your personality, when I when I look at your score, you, your archetype is the catalyst, and the first the the things that that are your main strengths are that you you are you're social, you're engaging, you're out of the box in the way you think about things, you're experimental in that you have an adventurous spirit and trying new things, that you're independent, you don't like to be boxed in or micromanaged. And you're intuitive. You're able to to feel what other people are feeling, not just rationally think about it. Uh, in your work, you you wouldn't succeed if somebody gave you a spreadsheet and sat you down and said, "Sit down, focus on the spreadsheet, crunch these numbers." And You've got to be back. kidding me. That would run. Come back in a, yeah, but you know, th- there are a lot of personalities that that would be their competitive yeah. advantage. That's exactly what they want to do all the time. So, it, but it's key for you to know that that's never going to be how you're going to uh, provide the best and highest use of your personality. The best mm-hmm. and highest use of your personality is in being outgoing, experimental, and out of the box. And so, the more that you can put yourselves into situations with clients, with partners, with employees, with managers, in which you, you're rewarded for being outgoing, experimental, and out of the box, the more that you're going to reach your highest potential and the more fulfilled that you're going to be. And this is really the key of your fascination advantage as the catalyst. Is that you, If you think of the, the term a catalyst, a catalyst we might remember from science class is an agent that starts something. So you are great at starting, at, at envisioning what something can become. You see breakthroughs, and you create those breakthroughs with people. What, what, you're, what a catalyst is not necessarily good at is implementing or executing. So it's really important for the people around you to know that one of the best ways they can support you is as you envision a future, that they can help you do the nitty-gritty application day-to-day of making sure that things actually move through the pipeline and are executed because that's not the best and highest use of your personality. And that is exactly – I have a team of 10 people, <clears throat> including my husband, Derek, and his um, – if we've taken the Colby Strength Finder and, and things, everyone in, on the team has, uh, we have them posted all on a whiteboard. And I, the entire team is made up of implementers and executors. And I'm the one who, you know, the, is the quick start, the person who, who begins things, who, who woos, who, you know, who's got the ideas and the breakthroughs and who is the only one who wants to be on the stage. And, um, and yeah, so I, I, just that itself, knowing, intuitively knowing that I had to surround myself with people who implement um, has been one of the reasons why I've been able to create what I've created in my business. And if you worked with another person who had a, a, a similar archetype as you, you would have a really good time. You know, if you've, got, if you've got two personalities that have a primary passion, they can have an awesome conversation and, oh, my God, me too, really, what are you doing? Exclamation point, smiley face. But they're not necessarily going to execute. And so as you're yeah. thinking about teams that you want to build where you can be most effective, it, it, you're, you're not necessarily going to be the most effective with somebody with whom you have instant chemistry and rapport. Sometimes you need to find the people who have distinctly different traits than you do so that they can help you optimize your strengths and you can help them optimize theirs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you and work so with clients, sorry, what's when you work with clients, it's it's going to be important for for you to make sure that the people that you attract to you are uh, wanting to work with you because of the fact that you're outgoing, experimental, and out of the box. 
Because if they're coming to you mistakenly thinking that they're going to get something from you like um, you know, a methodical or intense or aloof or hyper-focused type of, um, type of result, you're, you would not be set up to succeed. In fact, not only would you, not, only would you not, not be happy, but you would probably fail in that environment. And that's something that's so critical for us to know as entrepreneurs. We, we have to make sure that we're attracting the right clients, not just any clients, not just the clients who can pay, but the clients that are going to um, want to refer people to us that are going to reward us for our natural strengths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have created systems for everything. You know, there's the client attraction system and the mindset breakthrough system and, and the embrace your magnificence system and the monetize your your message system. But once I've created it, um, you know, it's, it's, it's done. And, and now it's more about engaging people to, to create those breakthroughs and then they can go through the system. Mm. And I think that that's, you know, if I were to teach the minutiae on a daily basis, and in fact, any time I've had a business where I had to go too deep uh, in, in doing the same thing rotely every day, I, I walked away from it. Now, I, I find it very interesting because this is the Play, play Bigger Masterclass, and this is a very interesting tool to play bigger, because I, as I understand it from talking to you, when you know yourself and how the world sees you, then you can turn up the volume on who you are and naturally you play a, a, a bigger game that way. You Tell play us more a about that. Game. Yeah. Well, let, me de- let me describe what I mean by the term fascination because this uh-huh. isn't just about being interesting. This is about being able to use your core personality advantages to attract people to who you naturally are. It, fascination is an intense emotional focus. And when you're fascinated by something, you're completely immersed in that moment. So think about when you're watching a movie and you're totally involved in the storyline and the characters. Time seems to fly by. You're not thinking about your inbox or the meetings that you have next. You're just thinking about that. And when we look at the brain in an, on an MRI, when, when the brain is in a state of fascination, it opens up into this state of relaxed happiness. You know, it's that feeling of being in the flow. When you're working and your brain is, is not experiencing doubt or confusion, you're just in that zone where the ideas seem to come because you're effortlessly focused. And in the same way, in your business, when you can achieve this state of fascination in your work, when you can use the strengths that are most effortless for you to use, then you're building your business around the way that you're naturally going to communicate and persuade. When, when an athlete is fascinated, we call that being in the zone. And when an athlete is fascinated, this is when they can reach their core performance. They're, they, they can jump higher, leap farther, because their brain is completely focused. In the same way, when we're working with clients, if those clients are buying from us coming to us for the things that we most naturally do, this is when our careers feel effortless. We stop feeling doubt. We stop feeling confusion. And we're not distracted. You know, we, we don't have that feeling of not knowing which direction to turn in. So once you understand these, these, the, the fascination advantage that your personality authentically expresses to everybody, it's almost like, it's like having a halo. Um, there, there's a term that you may have heard, the halo effect. 
Hmm. The halo effect describes the brain's tendency. If we have one piece of information about somebody, we it, it, a positive piece of information, we immediately form a positive impression of them overall. And in the same way, when we meet somebody, we're, we constantly are creating this halo effect with our clients that we give them a little piece of information, and then from that, they can extrapolate a whole a, a whole reputation, a whole aura of what we represent. And if we know what cues we're giving off, if we know what subtle, imperceptible cues that we're constantly giving in our voice, in our body language, in the way we dress, in the way we write and speak and present our ideas, then we understand why people are going to be most likely to, um, to, to be persuaded by us. We call this a fascination halo. We identify people's fascination halo through their archetype. Mm. So once someone, there are many, many people uh, listening to this right now who will want to take the assessment and find out what type, what archetype to, they, they belong to. And once they do, then what? Okay, so I'm a catalyst. So then what do I do with this information? What's, a, what's the practical, logical next steps that people can take to create greater success, meaning fulfillment uh, in their lives and in their businesses using this information. What's next? That, that's a great question. The first thing that's most important to understand is that we live in a world with an incredibly short attention span. In fact, a recent study said that the attention span may only be nine seconds. If, the, if it's true that the attention span, the average attention span is only nine seconds, what this means is that when we introduce ourselves, we have to know how to front load our value and immediately understand how to communicate ourselves. So we have a program named Win the Moment. And Win the Moment is a, it's a step-by-step system to be able to articulate exactly why somebody should work with you so you can make a really powerful first impression, whether it's a meeting or a first date. Once you understand how you communicate yourself, the next step is to understand how do you build the team around you? Who should you partner with? Who should you hire? Who should you not hire? And then it's about understanding your clients, your clients, your customers, your vendors. How do you understand what archetype they are? So we created a, a field guide that helps you be able to predict what somebody else's archetype is based on the cues that they give off. And then finally, it's marketing. How do you market your company so that you're building your strengths instead of trying to be something you're not and putting your marketing dollars into something that's actually not selling what you really provide? Which is, is it's right in line with what we're doing. I have found that in terms of marketing, the more I can be on a stage, be in front of video, be on calls like this, be in front of people, the more clients I, I attract, the more of the ideal clients I attract. So it's really about just, it always, it goes right in line with our message here at clientattraction.com, which is to be your most authentic self and to do, don't go against the grain. And, and, uh, and when you are your most authentic self, that's when you attract your best clients. Yes. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, I love the way you have created your brand and your community around who you are. It's just such a perfect example of everything that I believe. And so few people have done it as well as you have, Fabienne. Mm. There's a, there's, when, we, when we study personalities, we see that you can trace this all the way back through your life. You don't learn how to be fascinating. You unlearn how to be boring. 
And this is something that we all need to struggle with every day. How do you unlearn how to be boring? How do you, like the example that you gave of going to Kmart and buying <laughs> the shirts that you knew oh, were the ugliest. Yeah, or me running off stage when I forgot the steps. You know, we've yeah. all had those moments in our lives, and we have to we have to constantly push ourselves to unlearn how to be boring. And you know what I think that my, what uh, what my job really is is to, based on your words, is uh, day in and day out, I find that and uh, I find that I teach people how to unlearn how to be inauthentic. Mm. In the in how they show up with their clients, in their marketing message, in how they close the sale, in what they say about their businesses, um, the the it's, it's always for me about peeling away the layers. I just spoke to a, a client. We actually this was our conversation was a catalyst in her life, and I'm always talking about creating defining moments, and and we realized that this one hour call. Uh, was a defining moment in in her entire career, and it's for for several years she was pushing a boulder up a a, a mountain, uh, being in a business that uh, selling things she didn't feel her heart was in, and the marketing style she was using wasn't hers, and there was just nothing about the the business that was authentic to her, even though she's a fantastic marketer and a fabulous, wonderful person. It was all inauthentic. And so we just started peeling away at that and went to the core of who she is, what she loves to do, how she's wired, and what she would do anything and pay anything to, to you know, be doing in her life. And, and there it was. And so she's going to turn a business where she was struggling for several years, if we're going to be honest, into a very profitable business in these next 12 months. Why? Because she'll be giddy. She'll be her real self doing what she really loves to do. And I think many people discount that. There are a lot of shoulds. And people should just stop shoulding all over themselves. (laughs) As you're talking, I'm having an epiphany that I want to share with you. I think this is really cool. When a lot of times people think the opposite of being the opposite of being fascinating they think is being boring. The opposite of being fascinating isn't boring. As you're talking, I'm realizing the opposite of being fascinating is being inauthentic. Yes. Because being inauthentic is is never going to be as exciting and captivating and persuasive and attractive as who you already are. Yes. And the more authentic that you can be with all those with all those quirks and oddities and and strange little wonderful, exquisite, glorious ways that your personality stands out. The more that you can be that for your clients and for everybody in your world, the more that you're naturally going to be able to bring in exactly the right people and exactly the right revenue. Yeah, I have chills absolutely everywhere in my body as you said that. I, I, I do believe that the opposite of fascinating is not boring, it's being inauthentic. We, you know, I usually I use Weird Al Yankovic in my work all the time <laughs> because That's awesome. I think How do you use them. I, I always talk about you have to be your most authentic self and stop trying to be somebody that you're not. And when you are your most authentic self, you naturally become successful. And I say, if Weird Al Yankovic could be um, as successful as he was, as well-known around the world 
for, you know, he didn't even create his songs. He just changed a few words. He, he, he didn't, he, but he was, he was, if we're going to use your words, fascinating to look at in the 80s <laughs> because he was unapologetically himself. Yes. And I think he was a spiritual teacher in that sense. Yes. And, and if you look at the people that Lady Gaga, absolutely fascinating, and she is herself. She's not putting on an air. Same thing with Katy Perry. Same thing with Oprah Winfrey. Same thing with Richard Branson. If you look at the most successful people that we can't take our eyes off of, it's because they are their most authentic version of who they really are. And the more they become so, and I'll bring up Oprah Winfrey one more time, uh, it's when she said, uh, when I when I stopped trying to be Barbara Walters and I started being Oprah Winfrey, that's ah. when I started getting to be successful. Mm. And so that's 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 what I do with people, even though it's called client attraction. Um, th- that's how they they and they they market authentically in a There's way that fascinates. Person- there's some personalities that are that are more subtle than than say a Lady Gaga. You know, certain personalities yeah. that that their personality, their, their core advantage is that they're they're uh, they're loyal, and yeah. they are they're stable, or they're discreet, or they're understated, um, they're nuanced. And so I also I, I I'd also love to get your thoughts. I mean, we we find when we when we work with personalities that have a primary trust trigger, primary mystique trigger. These personalities, they don't like to be in the spotlight necessarily, so they're not going to put on the blue Katy Perry wig, but they're going to have a different way of being able to build relationships by standing out by being steadfast and genuine. You're, um, you're, you're describing people. my husband to a T. Really? Yeah. We have to have so, him do the assessment. I want to know what his heart is. He will. He will. In fact, he, he's probably going to do it today. <laughs> but Come you're on. describing him in, in the in, – in, in, this is a conversation that he and I had – uh, a few months ago, we were at this mastermind meeting, and I kept saying, I kept, you know, hitting him with my elbow, saying, "You should, you know, you should say something here, like this is, you know, because I'm the, the, the person, You're who the likes. catalyst, yeah, the catalyst, right? Like right. I don't, he, you know, we, we, we love to be together, we adore each other, we're together 24/7, and we wish we could be together more often. But he looked at me and gave me a look like, Fabian, let me do it the way I want to." Mm, yeah, let and, him be his authentic yeah, self. Yeah, and and so of course, of course, reluctantly, I backed down. <laughs> and and what we after he did, he did an astrology um, chart reading, uh, what came up was that he is a silent leader. It's mm. it's in fact his greatest source of power is that he's kind of like E. F. Hutton. You know, when 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 Derek Fredrickson speaks, he doesn't speak all the time, especially when he's around me, because I don't leave a lot of room for it. But when he speaks, everybody listens. And that is his greatest power, is this very strong but very quiet force. And it's, it's this leader, and it's this stable, and this loyalty. And I have, I'm a marketer, so I have a tagline for my husband ever since I met him. You know, Sarah Lee uh, used to have a, a tagline called "Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee," and I say nobody doesn't like Derek Fredrickson. I've mm. yet to meet a person on earth who doesn't like him, and it's because of all of these things that you just said. So he's our example today. <laughs> he, 
and that's I think that's part of finding what's authentic about yourself that it would be inauthentic for Derek to to do something kooky and in the same way for all of us if you if you think about who you are at the core when you take away all of these layers and you unlearn how to be boring you unlearn how to be inauthentic the greatest value that you can add is to become more of who you already are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think that's how you can turn up the volume on your success or play bigger, the way I say, um, play that bigger game. It's because you give yourself permission to be all that you are. Dolly Parton had a great quote about this. She said, figure out who you are and then do it on purpose. Now, I, I wouldn't normally bring up Dolly Parton in the business oh, I context, just love her. but she's done an amazing job of, of creating her personality brand around who she already is. And, I, and, and there, there are lessons that all of us can learn from that. There are lessons that we can apply um, in, our, in our careers, certainly in our marketing, but even more so every time we communicate. There's the, our brains are incredibly good at being able to pick up on the cues of other people. We look at their face, and without even realizing it, we look at a thousand different signals and indicators about what are their intentions, what is it they want, what are they motivated by. And if we can just learn to to, to read these cues more accurately, to listen to what our brains are already telling us, and to be able to not only communicate ourselves authentically, but to see other people authentically, then that's just how we build rapport. In, mm-hmm. And when we go into a meeting, to be able to have a feeling of resonance with people, that we can have the conversation about business or about whatever whatever message we want to share with them so that they're not distracted by the zillions of different things going on around them in the world with this nine-second attention span, but instead they're focused on us and the, the relationship and our message. Yeah, I mean, that's what it, I think it all comes down to. Absolutely. You know, Sally, I could I could spend the next three hours talking to you. <laughs> I'm 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 loving our conversation, and then um, I also know that um, you know there are lots of other people who are here on the line with us want to hear more about how they can take the assessment. Would you please let me? I, f- I feel like everyone on earth should take this. Um, when you know yourself, you know, that's the, that's the thing, know thyself, right? When you know yourself, you can be more successful, more happy, more meaningful, more effective. You can influence um, more and, and, and just live your life more fully. So um, they're probably curious, how do I get to take the assessment? Would you tell them where to go? Yes, I will. Now, um, we're going to give a gift to the people who are part of your community at Client Attraction. We're actually going to give them their own assessment, and they're going to be able to take it. Instead of me giving you the URL here in the conversation, I'm going to whisper it in your ear that you're going to be able to share it with them online to make sure that if somebody listens to this recording and we've closed it, that they don't feel like they're getting left out. But the... um, we are going to be creating a code that they're going to be able to use, and um, it's going to be open for a specific amount of time. And uh, they can learn more at howtofascinate.com. We have tons of research on there about all the different personalities, how you use this in, in first impressions, and making sure that you're, you're communicating in a way that's consistent with your personal strengths. And uh, it's, um, it's, it's a pretty powerful way to shift from thinking how you see the world to starting to realize how the world sees you and how you can apply this in your career. 
Great. So they can go to howtofascinate.com. Mm-hmm. Howtofascinate.com. Thank you so much. Uh, before, before we – you've given us so much valuable information. Um, before we, uh, we say goodbye, I always love hearing what um, people who play a big game, I love hearing their personal mantras. I love hearing things – quotes or thoughts or ways of thinking that inspire them to play bigger and, and step outside of their existing comfort zone. Do you have a personal mantra? Do you have something that, that you know, a little saying that's always been true for you in your life that you'd be willing to share with our listeners today? Yes, I do. I have it handwritten by my nine-year-old daughter, Azalea. It's up on my wall because she hears me say it all the time. And mm. my mantra is, the world is not changed by people who sort of care. Mm. The world isn't changed by people who sort of care, or companies who sort of care, or leaders who sort of care. It's changed by people who passionately, irrationally care. And it's when we audaciously care that we gain the power to be able to really make a difference. And if we're going to sort of, if we're only going to sort of care, we're only going to sort of win. But if we really care, this is when we can bring our best self to play our biggest game and to m- make a difference and to attract clients, like you say. Mm, that's beautiful. I, I mean, that's, you know, that fits right into to, to one of, you know, passion, right? I, if you don't have passion for something, for your work, for your life, for, for the people, you just, there's, it's going to be flat. You don't want a flat line, right? You've got to yeah, really care. Stand out or so. don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> Play big or go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sally, this was fantastic, fabulous. I loved every minute of our conversation today. I know you and I will keep talking for for a long, long time. And, um, guys, uh, as soon as you finish listening to this, go to howtofascinate.com and uh, take, uh, take a look around and, and find out more about yourself. And we'll see you on the next uh, Play Bigger Masterclass. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. I love talking with you. I absolutely love it. Oh, and one thing that I never mentioned is I'm a catalyst, too. So you and I are both catalysts. I can't it's, wait to see about your about your community. Who else is a catalyst? It's. I'm so looking forward to hearing what they're all about. And, uh, and just uh, my clients, my team, uh, everybody. So... Uh, Sally, thanks so much, and it was great, and let's continue the conversation. If there's anything else I can do to help you get the message out there or if, if any of your clients need help on client attraction and you want me to do a talk or something like that, um, I'm, I'm open to do anything that, that helps. I will definitely take you up on that. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, well, sending you a big hug, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, great, Fabian. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're new to the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass, I'd like to make sure you know about the free audio CD available to you called How to Attract All the Clients You Need. It's full of immediately actionable, incredibly useful information to get you more clients in the next 90 days. There is no catch, no gimmick, no sales pitch. It's simply my way of saying thank you for tuning into this show. And yes, I am offering it to you at no charge. I even pay for the shipping anywhere in the world. All you do to get your free CD is go to attractclients.com and request it today. And if you liked today's episode of the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass, you can download or listen to other masterclasses from this show on iTunes 
or by going to iloveplayingabiggergame.com. If you have friends, colleagues, or clients who would benefit from playing a bigger game, pay it forward and share the love by letting them know about iloveplayingabiggergame.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. This is Fabienne Fredrickson sending you a big virtual hug. Until next time, live life like you mean it. Bye, everybody.